Today, we're discussing one of the most common things I hear, which is finding your style. So today you're going to learn that style has nothing to do with your wallet and everything to do with confidence. Join me with Kate Taylor right now and let's talk about it. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. Today I have joining me Kate Taylor. Kate is a stylist and an image consultant, and we are going to talk today about the bridge between fashion and home and how your style really has such common similarities with both fields, and we're going to talk a lot about confidence. So Kate is really all about making you feel confident in your style as far as your wardrobe goes and making you feel good and reflecting yourself. Confidence, she says, can quickly become your competitive advantage and an open door to connecting with those you love and hold dear. Kate has been in the fashion industry in a handful of different ways. She's worked as VP of sales and marketing for a clothing company where she got to work as a fashion designer. She learned the ins and outs of behind the scenes fashion from styling to design to trade shows to fashion weeks. She was lucky to have an amazing opportunity to become a full-time professional makeup artist where she worked with models, designers, brides, and more. And through all of these different careers and opportunities, she realized there was one common factor in all of those. And it was that what she loves the most and what fulfills her is helping people to truly discover their image and allowing it to shine. She has a bachelor's of science in health science and psychology and a master of arts in organizational and corporate communication. Along with her education, her opportunity to work in such a great range of careers and working with wonderful clients, she has the tools and experience needed to ensure success in your journey to living your dream life with confidence. So she feels like now is the time to be confident in your own style. And we are going to talk a lot about that because I really preach the same thing in your home, that your style is really about having confidence. So here we go. Hi, Kate. Thank you for coming on today. I'm happy to have you here. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So I'll let you tell the audience a little bit about yourself first. Yeah. So My name is Kate Taylor, and I am a fashion stylist based out of LA. I kind of am bi-coastal. I built my business in Boston for 15 years, so I go back and forth to see those clients and then live with my partner in LA. That is half of my business. The other half of my business is I have online training programs where I train people to become fashion stylists and build their fashion styling businesses. So I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> That's so great. And so for the audience, the reason I wanted to have you on today is, and, and we've talked about in previous episodes, style, and I've even had other fashion experts come on, but I think to really help the audience, I think fashion is a great way to use an analogy to help them with their home. And there is so much overlap in what you and I do and in both mm. industries. You know, and so often you'll hear designers who then went over to the fashion world and vice versa. There is just a big overlap in general, 
but I think there's a big overlap for the audience as well. And I think I even spoke to you like my accessorizing course and what I'll say about accessorizing. I use fashion as the first example because it, it just paints mm -hmm. a picture that people can relate to. So like I'll say I might have yeah. a black, on a black sweater and pants that looks great, but then it's once I add the necklace, the scarf, the belt, the jewelry, right? And so accessorizing your home is a similar process. So it's a great analogy, you know? And so that's yeah. why I've got you on today. And I think you and I also have a really similar, I would say, philosophy and approach to the whole thing. Yeah, which I agree. I think is cool too. So yeah, what I wanted to start talking about as a first point is confidence. And the reason is I think that's what it all comes down to as far as helping people and yeah. helping them gain confidence in doing what is good for them and their home. Yeah. And in your case, their personal style. You even said on your website, I'm passionate about supporting you to feel confident in your style so you can bring your dreams to life. And it's true. And, and it, it would be the same for me. Like, Unless you're confident in your style and what you want to do in your home design, it's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel like you. And so I want to be the one to help guide and help you get there as you do with your clients too. So I want to explore it a little because like I said, I think it's the core of the struggle that people are feeling as far as trying to define their style. And they feel like if they can't define their style, then they can't even decorate their home. Or with you, they probably feel like if I can't define my style, then how am I going to get dressed and look and look good? So let's talk about your process and how you help your clients build confidence and sort of the whole philosophy about confidence. I think that's a good starting point because without it, you can't really move forward. Yeah, I think that everyone has their own sense of style. They have their own desires. They have their own dreams of how things look for them. But most people that I meet that work with us have kind of stuffed that down because of lived experience or things they've heard or seen or what their mom told them when they were younger. And so they've put themselves in a box where that box might be labeled, I have no style, mm. or that box might be labeled, I don't know how to get dressed, like for what whatever that they have started to tell themselves. Mm -hmm. So the confidence actually starts with defining their style with us. I do a co-creation. So it's not me coming in and just saying, here's your style. I'm the stylist. I know here's your style. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in doing that because it's actually, as, as far as the fashion goes, it's a lot of people's worst nightmares. They have a lot of fears yeah. that a stylist will come in and say, here's what you have to wear. You need to just like it, just deal with it. And they are so afraid they're going to hate what gets picked out for them. So we start the confidence out by saying, Hey, this is a co-creation. Yeah. I am never going to put you in something that you hate. I'm never going to put you in something that you don't feel comfortable with. Yep. That's not how I work. So let's co-create together. And I have them kind of play. I call it invitation to play. So let's just play. Let's just see where your eye goes. Let's see why your eye is going there. And then we create, I call it five words, but we create the descriptors for mm -hmm. what their style is, at least for our time together. Because Another thing that I believe to be true about style is once you get into that confidence piece, your style should evolve over time. Yeah. You should not be wearing the same things you wore 10 years ago, not because there's anything wrong with that, but because you probably have evolved as a person. Yeah. You and I are going to get into that as well. 
Yes, this is what what they're looking at right now. So let's talk about how to give you confidence right now where you're at by just getting some descriptors. And we just start with that. But when you get those descriptors, the message is feel comfortable with your descriptors. Like it's okay if it's not what you're seeing all over the media, right? I mean, that's my thing. I do. I have a very similar process where it's like, let's kind of play. Like I ask a lot of open-ended questions to narrow it down to some words for them and just have them own their words. Like, yeah, I have them really sit in it. Like those are your style. And like, that's all okay. If they're different words than your neighbor, your best friend, what you're seeing on TikTok, like it's okay Mm -hmm. because I feel like make your own damn trend. You never know what'll happen with what you want to put together. So it's really, really important. I think especially with social media now, and we are so bombarded with, you know, these messages and it's normal to want to conform. It's kind of like a normal human thing, but I think you've got to be really careful of that in fashion and in home because you don't want to become ordinary. And I think with social media now, it's even easier to slip into that. Yeah. And I think that that just speaks back to not having confidence in your style, right? If you're just wearing what other people are wearing or putting things in your home that you see other people put, it's probably because there's, I mean, we could get really into it here, but it's probably because there is a core need or a core value that's not being met. Maybe that need is being accepted. Maybe that need is feeling um, loved or whatever. And you think, well, if I get that thing, then maybe that's going to that's going to feel better then. Right. We find that a lot with people's closets. They keep buying things and they end up wearing 20% of their wardrobe. Yep. And there's 80% of it they never touch, but it's stuff that they bought because they thought, well, maybe this next piece will make me feel good. Right. Well, maybe this next one is it. Maybe this next one will help me get more clear on like how I should dress. And it, that's never the answer. The answer is we need to figure it out first, just from a place of descriptors. Yeah. And I have them sit with it. Like, how do you really feel when you hear that word? Do you want to see some pictures to make sure it really feels good? I mean, we make sure that it feels really good to them. And then I will say, I have a lot of Kate-isms. I'll say, this is not a tattoo. We can change this at any time. It's not something you have to feel married to, but it is where we're going to start. Yeah. 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 I want to empower and, and everybody listening, like really go for what you like and also what works for your home. So I'll talk about fashion a lot where like you might see a new trend come up or something in a magazine and it's really pretty, but I'm at a point in my life too, where I know what's going to look good on me and my body shape and style. And if it's going to really be unflattering for me, I'm not going to buy into the trend because right. why am I going to wear something that doesn't flatter me or make me look good? You know, so maybe I could get a smaller piece of that trend in an accessory or something like that. But same thing for your home. If it doesn't work with your lifestyle in your home, don't do it. You know, you can reject some and accept others, you know? Yeah. And people do that a lot because it is trending. I mean, there I can't even count the amount of times that I'm working with a client. We're in like the shopping phase, finding things and we'll get on a call and be like, oh, I also ordered this. I saw it on TikTok and I'm like, I know. <laughs> like I just know it's going to be something from, you know, like Australia that took three weeks to get to them. Yep. And now it doesn't feel like how they thought it was going to feel. Yep. It doesn't look like how it looked on the model. And I'm like, yeah, I could have told you that. Yeah. Like I could have told you that, but you know, people get excited. They get excited by things. And I try to encourage them. 
I don't want to squash that excitement. So I try to say, if you see something and you're obsessed with it, you're obsessed with how it looks on someone, send me a picture of it. Cause we can figure out what about that your eye is being drawn to. Yep. Like, what about that trend do you love? Maybe it's the color, maybe it's the fit, maybe it's how you are kind of conceiving that the fabric might feel. Like yeah. maybe it's something in that world and I can help guide you with that yes. without you wasting time and energy and money. Yes. That's such a good point. But yeah, I think just letting people know right off the bat until you get confidence and comfortable saying, this is what I like, it's going to be hard for you to move forward and truly end up with the end goal that you and I are trying to achieve. So that's kind of exactly. my message there. The other yep. thing that I find, and you, I'm not sure if you find this or not, you and I spoke, when people are doing their homes, they have a fear that it's not going to all coordinate. And I have this rule called the common denominator rule, which is that we can like a lot of different styles and things. That's okay. I, I actually encourage that because you don't want your home being ordinary like a uniform. We probably don't want our personal style being like a uniform. But I do think we gravitate to things that have common denominators. And that yeah. becomes the thread that will just organically make it work. So instead of feeling stuck like, well, I can't do this or I can't do that. If you just go again with what you like and trust it, you will find these mm -hmm. common threads. You know, I mm -hmm. have stuff in my home that I bought 15 years ago that all of a sudden I might bring something new home this weekend and I'm like, oh, wow, they look so great together. Well, that didn't happen yeah. by accident or by luck. We tend to gravitate. I don't know. So just yeah. you're kind of thoughts about that as well. Yeah. I think it, the same thing happens with fashion. That it, it's the reason I, we get the words and we don't say, oh, you're like, for example, when people do other clients colors, they yeah. give it names, right? Like right. you're a winter, you're a spring. I don't give them a box they have to stay within of like, okay, your fashion is boho and like right. period point blank. Right. That's why we give the five descriptors because my rule is as long as, as it hits three out of five of those words, it works. Yeah. And that's how we create cohesion. That's how we create a through line in the entire wardrobe so that everything is interchangeable. They know how to wear everything. It's not because it's the same pair of pants in five colors. Right. It's because there was a through line. Right. So I think it's the same thing. Same thing what you're talking about. As long as you understand what the, the goal is and what we're trying to get to, yeah. well, you could represent, most people say edgy, they want to be edgy. And edgy means like something different to every single person. So if yeah. I hear it one more time, my ears might just like ring for the rest of the day. But Edgy could mean for one person, leather. It could mean for another person, lace. For someone else, it could mean bodycon. I mean, there's just so many different things it could mean. But that's why we use the words because it can mean a lot of things. Yeah. So if somebody sees a bodycon dress and they're like, hey, Kate, could we make this work? Yeah, we can make it work and we can we can loop it in with your with your style. So I think it's the same thing. It's just creating that through line, creating the cohesion. Right, because I think what people have to be careful of in both, scenarios is you also don't want every room to look the same. Right. You also don't exactly. want your wardrobe necessarily to be like a uniform in that. Yeah. And most people get a uniform. They'll get one pair of pants yeah. and they literally will buy them in every single color. Right. They're like, well, they work. Right. You're like, there are other options that will also work. Right. And 
we can branch outside of that. No, I'm, I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. If you like that pair of pants, you want to buy in five colors, rock on. Like, yeah. Totally fine. But there are other choices. Yeah. Like you don't have to create the same thing. You need to play a little. You need to have some flexibility. And so that's kind of where I stand on the like, uh-oh, it's not going to be cohesive. And I'm like, organically, it actually will be. Because yeah. you would be surprised when you just stay true to yourself. Like I said, there's stuff that I bought 20 years ago and I could bring something home that I just bought over the weekend, not even thinking about other things and being like, oh my God, I can't believe how great this goes together. I even find that yeah, with my wardrobe, be- like I'll have bought something new and I won't know if I have a top to go with it and I'll go yeah. home first to look and I'll be like, oh my God, I actually, these three things, like it all works together. Well, why is that? Well, yeah. probably because I'm gravitating to certain elements about, you know what I mean? In my wardrobe and that those things end up working. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, I think it's important to, to note, it doesn't have to be like a paint by number that has to be exact. And I have to follow this formula or I'm going to look crazy or my house is going to look a mess. It doesn't have to be that. That's why I tried it. And it's, it's usually a strong reminder throughout the process when they're working with me. But I just say, remember, this is permission to play. We're just going to play. And a lot of times I have to use me as the reason that they'll play. Like I'll say, humor me, just humor me. I might be totally bat crazy, (laughs) but humor me. Let's just see. And if you put it on and it looks horrific, then it's on me. It's not on you. Right. And then they finally give themselves permission to play and they'll put it on and be like, oh, I do kind of like it. It's like, yeah, because you gave yourself permission to just try and just yeah, see. I mean, there's no harm in trying. Same thing with me. I could exactly. bring like a swatch or say, say to them, look at this swatch that's like totally different than something you'd ever do. Doesn't mean you're going to yeah. put it up. Just put the swatch up. You can pull the swatch down yeah. if it's not right. But like explore that for yourself for a minute. Explore yes. this wallpaper pattern or explore this bolder color or this different color. And you might be a little surprised that yeah Yeah. they are always surprised always right yeah yeah so I think that's good too I want to talk about this is a big thing for me is mixing highs and lows and it applies to fashion and home I'm a huge advocate of it I just naturally sort of grew up that way with a creative mom and creative grandmother and Real style to me isn't about budget because it's almost it's almost easier to go and buy all the big hot brands and oh, yeah. put them all on. That to me, that's easy. Real style yeah. is knowing like not even knowing How the to price tag all. of something. Yeah. So I'll give an example. I was in, we have a really nice little department store in our town, which if you need like a dress for a special occasion or you want designer stuff, they have it. So I was invited to this awards thing and I needed a dress and shoes. So I went in and I found this dress and it was kind of simple, but it was cool. I didn't even look at the price tag, but I put it on and it just really looked good on me and it wasn't terribly expensive. I was like, oh, that's great. But I needed a fabulous pair of shoes. So I walk over to the shoe department and I grabbed a designer pump that was fantastic. And I put it on and I'm like walking in the, I'm like walking around the big mirrors to like look at everything. And one of the sales associates who I know there was like, see, this is it right here. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, most of our customers wouldn't have the confidence to do that. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, well, the dress you have on looks fantastic on you, but it's not like the biggest name we carry or the most expensive price tag. And then you've paired it with those expensive designer shoes and like you feel great and look great. But we have a lot of clients who wouldn't do that because the dress wouldn't be like a high enough brand for them or a high enough price tag which is so stupid because if you didn't, she knows what it is because she works there. But if you didn't know and that, and I was like, 
well, this is like an example of who I am because I could have like a t-shirt on from the gap, but like an awesome designer handbag. And I feel great about myself. I could care less if the t-shirt fits well, if it looks good, if the fabrication's good, what do I care? You know? So I do yeah. think it's interesting. I, I just think mixing highs and lows are good because spotting something that's stylish is spotting something that's stylish. Now with clothing, yeah. yes, you want to make sure fabrication's good and, and something is going to hold, you know, you know, like last and not wear out or rip or come apart. And, and same with sure. certain home things, like the bones of it, like you don't want to buy like the cheapest sofa ever or your upholstered stuff, but like your accessories and things like that, you know, use kind of that nice aesthetic things that you gravitate to. So I wanted to discuss highs and lows and, and just real style isn't about a price tag and how, again, it goes back to confidence. Like she said to me, like, wow, we have people that just wouldn't do it. Even if it looked great on them, like it looks on you, they would just say, I can't wear this dress because it's not blah, blah, blah. And, you know, to me, that's just like, it, that's just a lot of noise for me, you know? I mean, honestly, when I hear that, like if someone wouldn't wear it because it's not a high brand to me, and, and I don't mean this in like a ugly way, right. but that to me just says you just don't know your style yet. And that's fine. But but you're depending on and relying on sticking with a brand, assuming that will mean I look like I have style. Correct. Where if you think about some brands that you have seen some of their stuff out there and you're like, what the actual yeah. F is going on with that? <laughs> like they make some crazy things. Yeah, they do. But if you haven't landed on your style, you'll put yourself in that because you're like, well, it's Gucci or well, right. it's Balenciaga or well, it's, you know, Versace. That doesn't mean it looks good. <laughs> like, well, that doesn't mean, like, yeah, it could be Gucci, but you put it on. If it looks horrible on you, I don't yeah. care if it's like, you know, because yeah, it looks so horrible on you. Yeah. If I hear anyone saying like, you know, I, well, I couldn't wear that because it's not a name brand, then I would say, okay, so what's actually going on here is you're not comfortable with your own style yet to know you could play with anything. I could take you to Goodwill and we could find something that looks awesome. And we could also go to Bloomingdale's and get some of those designer pieces and they could go together very easily. easily. But if you, if you haven't landed on your style and you don't have confidence and the message you're trying to send, because you are sending a message, by the way, every time you get dressed and start your day, you first are sending a message to yourself yeah. about what you believe to be true about yourself by however you dressed. And then you're sending a message to the world about what you believe to be true about yourself and what you want to be known as. And it just says to me, you're just not clear on that yet. And you're not clear on how to do that. Like maybe you're clear on the message, but you don't know how to visually do that. Yeah. So you're relying on a brand name, high price items yeah. to make it appear as though you have. Right. And that's the quickest way for me to say that's even more obvious than someone that had a full outfit that they just got no brand stuff at like Nordstrom mm -hmm. and we don't know what it is, but they look more put together than you. That's probably because they know what they're trying to say and how to do it with their clothes. Yeah. It's all really interesting. And there was something I was watching. You've probably seen it on social media where they go up to people and they say like, what are you wearing? And the person will be like, you know, they'll say, yeah. and there was one that I saw and the person had on like, she had fabulous Gucci and she had like a design designer jeans and like a Cartier. She had a lot of brands on and like a Chanel bag. And there was this commentary that came in from a bunch of European viewers. And they were like, in the US, you guys, what are you stack, doing? You just stack labels because <laughs> yeah. they were comparing yeah. it with, I think, a woman in France 
who might have had one yeah. designer thing on, but the rest was like, but it was super chic. And so they were saying how in America, you just feel like if you stack logos or stack brands, you're in style, but that's not how we view it here. And I just thought that was kind of an interesting take. Yeah. I wish more people would lean into the European style because it speaks more for who you are than like, how much money do you have? Or like, what do we, what do you want to be like known as the ritziest person? Label stacking is not a thing in Europe. They are very, like, if you go to Paris and you're wearing something that's like Gucci all over it or whatever, you will get looks because, yeah, I mean, I love Paris and some people are like, well, Parisians are just rude. I've never had that experience. Neither, so I by cannot, the way, I don't, I they can, couldn't have been nice yeah, there, by the way. So. Yeah, I, I'm obsessed with Parisians. But anyway, the point is you'll get some looks because they're just for I and I know this from someone who is a Parisian, who is a, a photographer and a very good friend of mine and has shot a lot of very famous people over there. She told me it is such a visual representation of a tryhard is how I, I would reinterpret what she had said to me. Like it just is so obvious to the Parisians that you're trying so hard and they're like, why? Like just what are you trying to do here? You don't like you could be sitting in a cafe and there could be a billionaire in just a plain like black linen dress with some sneakers and they might be expensive sneakers. They might not be, but they don't care for you to know. Yeah. It's just like, not because of it's a money thing, but they're just like, why? It, you don't have to do that. Like, just be yourself. Well, there's but also, I think that yeah. America, there's a lot of people that aren't themselves. And so they rely on brand stacking to say, well, look, I've got Cartier and I've got Roly and I've got Gucci and I've got, and it's like, okay, right. <laughs> Congratulations. Right. Like, I, that doesn't mean that you know your style. That doesn't mean that you're clear on what you're trying to say in the world. That doesn't mean that you're connected to who you are and how you're showing up. Right. That just means you got expensive things. Right. And to me, it can be a lack of imagination. Now, I I love certain brand things. Like there could be something Gucci comes out with and I'm like, oh, that's fabulous. But I will probably pair it with a lot of other stuff that you don't know what it is. So, yes, I mean, that's kind of the idea when you're just label, label, label to me. That's like there's sort of a lack of imagination entirely going on. Totally. And, and probably it's a status thing too, to say, look what I have. I mean, I don't really know the whole psychology of it, but I'm sure that's involved. That's why, that's what I was saying earlier. We could go deep into like, why do people do that? Like a lot of it can go back to core values, can go back to your upbringing, can go back to like your relationship with your mom. Like there's a lot of things that we could track back if we had like a week to go into it. But, but like I was to go back to the story of me in the store, I was so surprised that the salesperson said that to me. I wasn't upset or anything, but I was like, really? Because I just felt it just came really natural to me. I couldn't have felt more comfortable in the dress and the shoes. I ended up buying and wearing both of them. And like, I didn't really give a you know what about. I know. And it's a bummer that the other people aren't doing that because because the real through line there is you felt amazing. You were like, yeah, this is great. I love the pieces. Like, I don't care about the price tag. If it's a $10 dress, but I feel great. Great. Right. The bummer is the people that are spending, you know, a hefty amount to get the brand stacking still don't feel comfortable. That's the real bummer. That's actually interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They still aren't comfortable. They're still trying to find the next thing that's going to make them feel something, Mm -hmm. whether it's important or connected or good or confident. And it still doesn't because it does it's not solved by buying the next thing. Right. Right. Like that's not, 
that's not solving it. Yeah. So you felt great because you're clear on who you are, what you're meant to do, how you're showing up. Yeah. What looks good on you. And you're like, let's rock and roll. Let's do it. And other people go in there and brand stock and still don't feel great. Right. And then she was like, that really is the true definition of style. What you just did by pairing those two things. And I was like, you know, I didn't, I guess I was like, just, it was subconscious for me, but I was like, she kind of brought that to my awareness. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's yeah, just what yeah. I do. It just felt innate to me. I do it in my home. I do yeah. it when I get dressed, whatever. So I just thought and that's the goal. We want everyone to feel that way. Right. But you know, some people aren't there yet and that's okay. Yeah, I know. I know many of you care a lot about eating healthy and many of you have even started your own home gardens. So today I want to tell you about True Leaf Market. TrueLeafMarket.com is a supplier of exclusively non-GMO seeds. They have been around since 1974. They have a huge selection of seeds of various kinds, including vegetable, herb, flower, grains, cover crops, specialty seeds, and even sprouting and microgreen seeds. Their paper packets are among the most affordable online with packets starting at just $2.49 and organic packets starting at $2.99. They have free shipping on all orders over $75. There's a huge selection of heirlooms, organics, and hybrids that are all non-GMO. There's thousands of five-star reviews and lightning fast fulfillment. Most orders will ship to you the very next day. There's a lot of how to do, including free downloadable PDF garden guides for you as well. So make the most of healthy eating by starting with non-GMO seeds from trueleafmarket.com. And as a special offer to our audience, use the code SUBURBS10 for $10 off your next order at trueleafmarket.com. That's Suburbs 10 for $10 off your next order at trueleafmarket.com of at least $50. All right. Well, my next thing we're going to talk about in both fashion and home, like, I mean, and in fashion too, because my biggest weakness in fashion is I love handbags. I have since I was a little girl. I don't know why. I just love them. I'm a shoe girl. <laughs> yeah. And I do like shoes too. I like belts and stuff, but I'm just a sucker. I love handbags. And for home, accessorizing really just brings the room to life. So again, if you go back to that like basic, you know, cashmere sweater and black pants, same thing for your room. You could have a beautiful sofa, carpet, and coffee table. But if like nothing's on the bookshelves, nothing's on the coffee table, it isn't until we kind of add that jewelry for the room, the way you add accessories to an outfit that it, it brings it to life. It shows some personality. So I also think what's nice about accessorizing in both fields is that's where you can experiment because yeah. you can try things out on a small scale. You can try things out with a smaller investment and really give yourself license to play around with it. But it really lets your personality shine. And it's, it's like a low cost, high impact thing. So let's talk about accessorizing and sort of your view on that as well, too. I love accessorizing for things like we were talking earlier about trends. Yeah. If you want to play with a trend that is like a fast fashion trend that's going to be here for a couple months and will not be here after something like, you know, during the summer, there's upticks from year to year on day glow, like the very fluorescent colors. Yeah. 
okay, that's going to be around for the summer. Yeah. You're not going to be wearing day glow in the dead of winter, likely, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you do, yeah. but if, if it's things like that, that you're like, I kind of dig it. Like I'm kind of into it and not in like a weird, I have to be wearing all the trends, but I, there's something about it. I really like that's a perfect example of something we can use as an accessory, whether it's a shoe or a bag or an earring or a scarf or something like, yeah, let's rock that out yep. without you having to invest a ton of money into a trend that is going to disappear yeah. in a couple months. Yeah. So I love using accessories for that. I also love using accessories for people's personalities. Mm. So if I find someone who's like, for example, like I always try to, this is such a good visual because people kind of remember, but you know, Jersey Shore when Snooki would wear like head to toe leopard, leopard. like yeah. top pants, shoes, hair tie, all the things. Yeah. She was like a walking leopard print. Okay. That's the perfect example of too much of one thing. Right. But, but she loved it. So she gets to rock it out. That's if right. I come upon someone who's like, I just love leopard print and they've got leopard print everything. And yet it's not giving the clear message of who they are. I'll say, great, let's use that as accessories. So we still have your personality. We still have your passion for leopard print, but we are marrying it with other things so we can layer on mm -hmm. the fashion, meaning, yeah, the more depth you give to an outfit, the more depth you give to a look, the more it looks stylized. Yeah. Even if that's just, well, I added a necklace or I added an outerwear piece or I added whatever, you name it, it will always look more stylized yeah. than just having like a leopard print onesie and yeah. sneakers. And I just want to say something about leopard to everybody out there. It always circles back. So save your stuff. Always. Like if you have a cool pair of leopard loafers or a leopard, there's actually a leopard belt oh, I got back. rid of that. I wish I hadn't because it could go with everything and it's like a neutral, but like leopard yeah. comes back. If you have a scarf, if you have save your leopard accessories, people, because it always yeah. comes back. <laughs> it really does. It really does. True. Everything always cycles in fashion. Everything cycles. Like what are people wearing? Especially the kids these days. I sound a hundred years old when I say that they're wearing eighties. They're wearing pleated yep. jeans. They're wearing scrunchies. Yep. They're like things that I remember being so glad it was over. Yes. <laughs> I had to wear those things. Like that was my childhood and it circled back around. And I was like, no. And I have a daughter so in um, fashion school in New York and they like a lot of the nineties stuff when they go thrifting, especially the handbags. The style of the yeah. handbags from the 90s, they're loving. Don't you love that they're like, it's vintage? And you're like, get, go away. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's go like, away. Yeah. Thank you. Like, Thank you. I'm vintage. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it does all cycle. Oh, and, totally. You know, same thing. So, you know, in a home, people use leopard carpeting and there's different scales of leopard as there is in fashion. There's small print and large print. And leopard and animal prints can actually be neutrals. People don't think that, but like, oh yeah, leopard carpet can last in your home a long time. So again, if you're using what you like, you know, you kind of can't go wrong, but accessorizing, I think is a way to really show your personality. It's that kind yeah. of lower investment, allow yourself to play, like allow yourself to explore. That's where to explore. And cause in the home, you could want to try a lookout and you could do that, which is throw pillows. Cause you could have like, Oh yeah, it's so fun. You could say, well, I want to try this boho chic look, or I want to try maximalism, buy a bunch of bright throw pillows. See how you like that, you know? Yeah. And kind of, yeah, absolutely. There. Yeah. 
rather that, than going that's like exactly when you're buying an orange sofa right away you know what i mean totally yeah that's exactly what you should use your accessories for let me play with it and see how much i like it you get some leopard pillows and you're like I need more leopard in my life. Okay, great. So you figured that out through using it in a smaller scale. Now let's make a rug or, or whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing with the fashion. Like let's start small and see how you feel and then we can go bigger. There's always an invitation. And the other thing with accessories is also because like I get in my feed, you know, because I'm a designer, like I'll see the same console with the same planter and the same mirror and the same, <laughs> and it's like, and the same book. And it's like your accessories need to be like things that are also personal to you. And also yeah. like things that maybe nobody else has. And that yeah. doesn't mean it has to be expensive. Like I was at a store Saturday shopping for somebody and she had a couple things that were like 50 and $80 that she only had one of. And there is only one of because she imported like a container from Morocco or wherever it was. And it was like, you can buy that if you love it and it's 50 bucks and no one else has it. So it doesn't have to be $10,000 for no one else to have it, but have a couple things yeah. where like no one else has it, you know? Yeah. So hundred percent, same thing. I think that makes it even better. Yeah. Way more interesting when you have something I have a, I have a dress actually that now that you mentioned this, it's like my favorite dress. We went to Paris. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're talking about Paris last year. I took some stylists to Paris and we did, we worked on their businesses, but we also took them to different surprise places. One of the days we went to the YSL museum and oh, things like that. Cool. Right. Yeah. But one of the excursions was we had connected with this brand called Rihanna and Nina, a fantastic brand. They styled a lot of the pieces for Emily in Paris Ooh. and also for the Sex and the City, the, yeah, the prequel, I think it is. Or the is movie. It? No, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And they styled a bunch of the pieces and we went there and I wanted them to meet. The designer was actually in town, which is she's like back and forth between Germany and Paris and all the things. So it was rare that she was in town, but she was in town. So I wanted to bring them to meet her. They closed the whole store down. She told us all about her process and her process started with her incredible mother who taught her how to make very unique things. So like one of a kind jewelry pieces and one of a kind, whatever, whatever. And they have a ready to wear line, but what they built their brand on were unique one of a kind pieces. And I bought one of the dresses there and it's a dress made from old Hermes scarves. Oh, I love so that. So she repurposes and you can't make it again. Like it's just that whatever they find, they repurpose these things, right? So it's just whatever fabrics they find, they then design things with I that. Love that. Yeah. You can't recreate that. Yeah. So I bought this dress and it's my favorite thing ever because nobody has it. Nobody will ever have it. You cannot possibly recreate this dress yep. exactly how it is. And that to me is like so special because it's not just my style, but it's also there's a story behind it and there's a connection and it feels like I'm doing good and like repurposing. Like there's a lot going yeah, on there, so right? Interesting. Yeah. But it's an original. Right. And so to speak to what you were saying, instead of having that same book on your, you know, coffee table as everyone else and the same stack and the same candles from Crate and Barrel, right. like find some original pieces right. that actually speak to you. And okay. actually maybe there's a story behind it, or maybe there's something you're passionate about. Like, let that actually be a talking piece instead of like, oh, I have those same candles. I got them yesterday at Pottery Barn or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. No, I talk about it in my accessory class too, because I have like a lucite bowl on my coffee table. But one of the things when I go away to a beach and I'm with my daughter, 
we love kind of mm. beach combing and collecting seashells and if we can find a sand oh, doll or whatever. Glass. And so I have this yeah, thing yeah. of like all the things we collected and it sits out and it every time I look at it, especially when it's winter, it's like, oh, that reminds me of yeah. like that time with her, like we'll be at one of our favorite beaches. So to have things like that and display them in a way that's stylish, you know, it's it's very easy to do. So all that is so good and so important. And it doesn't have to be, you know, like what everybody else, you know, has. Totally. The next topic I actually just did a whole episode about, and I think you and I have the same philosophy about it, but we'll talk about trends and how you view them um, and how you guide your clients when it comes to trends, because trends are cool. Trends, let's face it, are there for marketing purposes, I really believe. Yeah, they're money makers. Yeah, things repeat, things come and go. You have to be careful of them because... I think A, they have to suit you like we talked about and B, because you don't want to invest in something, especially in your home, like that you're tired of in three months or it's just whatever. So I'd like to just talk to you about how you handle trends because I'm sure with clothing, it changes even more frequently. Yeah. I mean, like I said, with trends, I try to push it into the category of accessories as much as possible Yeah, because it is going to be something that's going to change in a couple months. So I, I like to keep more of the investment into their wardrobe at the place where it's smart to invest in pieces, yeah. right? Like pieces that are going to stand the test of time that we could maybe even get custom tailored for them or whatever. Like it, it depends on the person, but I'd rather spend our investment on those pieces than trend pieces. So I try as hard as I can to get the trends in accessories. Yep. People do love trends. It makes them feel connected. It makes them feel like they're up to date. Yep. It makes them feel like they're on trend and they're stylish. So I totally get it. It's fine. Same. It is a money maker. Yep. It is it is something that people, you know, that the brands do to, to have cash thing. injections. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cash injection for them. And they do loop around. So you could keep things that you've had and, and use them again. But we really try as hard as we can to keep the trends in accessories. Yeah. That's not to say there isn't a time when someone's like, no, I really want, like, let's just go back to leopard because we were on that. Yeah. I really want a leopard dress. Okay, sure. Like, let's rock out the leopard dress. Maybe I'll throw a black bomber jacket over it or something to break it up and give more depth and more layer. But I try with trends to keep it in the accessory department as hard as I can. That's a smart idea. And I tell people to like experiment that way, like I said, and like you yeah. said, with the bones of stuff. So like, you know, you should buy your sofa and upholstery with good bones, you know, good construction, yes. good fabric, not just because like this brand is trending and every every influencer is showing it right now that because it exactly. has this and this because there are sofas that do that and sofas are expensive no matter where you're getting them from. So I always suggest yeah. like get the bones of your room and like if you never have to change the bones of your room down the road, except for maybe yeah. like because the fabric gets worn out or whatever that is just great. You know, that's worth your investment. That's and then you can change a lot of things around it and yeah. even paint and stuff like that. If you decide like, well, I do feel colorful now. And then after five years, you don't, you can paint it neutral. So even paint, you can change without yeah. crazy amount of money. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably good advice. The next thing I wanted to talk about basically just in general, like what you and I do I really consider it a language and mm -hmm. I feel like anyone could learn it if they wanted to. People feel like they're not creative, but everybody is creative. They just have to tap into it. Mm -hmm. And so I want to, when we talk about confidence, I also think it's important for people to feel like they can tap into their own creativity. 
So let's say if somebody wanted to DIY their wardrobe or get help from a professional, the professional just acts as what I call like the translator. Like I sometimes feel Mm -hmm. like with people, they're just lost. They don't know what to do. I'll kind of hear what they like, hear what they need. And I'll be like, oh, how about this room? And I can visualize it for them and show them and they're like, yeah, that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. So I think the professional just acts as this sort of translator for what the client likes, translates it into an outfit, a home, a room or whatever. And I wanted to just talk about that a little as far as, you know, we're here to guide and to help people, help them tap into that, whether they want to do it on their own or use a professional. I do feel like it's, it's a language kind of, it's like learning a language. Yeah. And I think that with anything, like you said, anyone can learn it. Anyone can learn the language. You could learn French, you know, start today and and learn the language. You could start a new job and feel very uncomfortable because it's day one. You have no idea how things work. I mean, think of of any job you've started. Day one and day two, you were like, oh my God, I'm never going to get this. And then like a couple weeks later, you're not even thinking about it. It's just so second nature. It can be the same thing with the language of your style or the language of your design in your home. The important thing is allowing yourself to play with that, in my opinion, because uh, I think like I told you, I, I just have this, I don't know, innate gift where I can just, I literally can visualize something on someone's body. It's, yeah. it's weird. Like I can see a dress on revolve, kind of close my eyes or tilt my head and like picture their body in it. And I'm like, no, or like, oh yeah, I think actually that will work. And that the client might see the piece and be like, you're out of your gourd. Like that's never going to work. And I, again, I'll be like, just humor me. Like yeah. just humor me and try. I could be totally wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. I'm fine yeah. with being wrong. And they try it and they're like, it's amazing. But it is, you get stronger in that language when you have permission to play. Yep. And when you allow yourself to say, what am I comfortable with and how could I grow it by like one word or two words yeah. if we're comparing yeah. it to a language? What can I add to my vocabulary? Yeah. And, and play and just see what you feel comfortable with. The contrast allows you to see where you're really at. Meaning yeah. if you figure out something you don't want, that's great because it shows you what you do want. Yeah. Or you figure out something you don't like, that's great because it shows you something you do like. That's right. Right? Yeah. So that's, I think that's how you kind of grow that language. Yeah, definitely. And I think using a professional to guide you to communicate it because inside you kind of know, but maybe you don't know how to communicate it. And I, we can help kind of extract that out of you, which I think could be really helpful. And it it helps it to not be so intimidating, right? Because if you go into a store and you know nothing about fashion and someone's like, oh, well, do you, are you looking for like a line? Are you looking for more? And they start saying all these words that you're like, now you're just going to go into overwhelm because you're like, I should know this. Or feel They're asking me this like, yeah. Exactly. Like they're asking me this, like I should know this and I don't. So now I'm intimidated and I want to leave. Well, instead you could go in with an expert who can translate for you, be your translator. Right. And then you get to learn that way instead of feeling like, oh, everyone knows so much more than I do. Go in with an expert and then let them translate for you. And then you'll learn it very yeah. quickly. Cause like you said, with an outfit, so I can envision a room, like I can see the yeah. whole room. when a client has me over and then sometimes what I need is like based on our conversation and what they're looking to do it's really funny but like it's like when things get quiet whether I'm in the shower or going to sleep or wake up sort of thinking all of a sudden it'll like fall together like a puzzle for me so within hours after I leave the job I'll be like "Mm, okay this is it this is what we do I literally visualize it 
Yeah, it, I can just see it. But the funny thing is, I know I told you this also when we spoke, I can't do that for rooms. Like yeah. the gift you have, I don't have. I can closets and closet organization and outfits and designing looks. I can do that. Like it's weird magic that just comes together yeah. in, my, in my brain and in my head. But every place I have ever lived since I left my mom's house at the age of 18 to go to college, I have set up exactly how I saw it when I toured it, either to see if I wanted to rent it or buy it. I then set it up that exact way because I can't see any other thing. I'm like, well, that's just obviously how it's meant to be set up. And my best friend who I lived with changed her room like every other week. And I'm like, how do you see that? And she's like, it's, how do you not see it? Like, it's so boring to keep it one way. I have to like switch it up and like get a fresh new vibe. And I was just amazed that she could like see it in three different ways. In my opinion, it should change. So if you're looking to like, I just want to figure out my style or I just want to figure this out and be done with it. That's not fashion. And it's not, I don't think it's interior design either. It, it should be an evolution because to your point, it's not because trends are changing and you need to keep up with the Joneses and make sure you're on top of the trends. It's because you're changing. Like just through the the growth of your own self and the years go on, your life changes, your needs change, but also who you are as a human. And you get to have the visual representations of that through your style, through your house, through the things that make you feel good and make you feel connected to how you feel at that moment. It should evolve. And, and I try to tell my people that all the time. If your style hasn't evolved over the past couple of years, we need to look at that because it might mean that you're stuck in a rut. And it's not that you need to just keep buying things. That's not my message at all. My message is give yourself permission to play and see maybe there's some things you want to let go of that don't fit anymore, don't fit your lifestyle anymore. And maybe there's things that you want to add that are wonderful. Yes, I think that's great advice. I agree with that. And it's important to kind of leave the door open a little bit. Don't be so rigid. The other thing I've mentioned this before too, and I don't know if people do this with fashion, but somebody will do like, sometimes there's these Facebook groups for design and people will be like, no, that's wrong. Or no, you can't do it. They just oh, feel like yeah. it's so black and white and there's such hard and fast rules. And it's actually the opposite. There's a lot of gray areas. So don't feel like a, don't feel ever feel judged and definitely don't feel like it's black and white, right. And wrong. There are some principles probably that yeah. both Kate and I use some like foundational principles, but after that, there's a lot of gray area for sure. Yeah. Which is just more permission to play, right? Like if it's great, exactly. then, then play in it and don't feel like there has to be a rule. People create rules because it gives them a sense of comfort and something to go by. So True. it's like, oh, if you give me a rule, I know what to stay within. And, and right. in fashion and interior design, we're saying, no, just play. And for some people that like bust their brain, they're just like, huh? No, give me the yeah. formula. You're like, give well, me the formula to success. But Look, there's there's definitely principles. Like you said, there's principles that we go by, but part of getting into a creative world with your style or with your interior design is just playing and knowing like there is no getting it wrong. You're not going to get it wrong. You might decide right. you don't like that or you want it to change. That's fine. But there's not yep. like a hard and fast, you're going to get it wrong if you don't do it this way. Allow yourself to just tap into like, what do I feel really good in? Do When I put this on, do I feel great? Do I yep. feel like I'm more myself? Do I feel like yep. the message I'm saying is good? Then then I'm going to wear that and I'm going to feel great yeah. about it. Yeah. Like when I look at that in my home, do I yeah. feel happy? Do I feel comfort? Do I feel peaceful? All of that. Because 
both of these things are creative endeavors. Yeah. They're creative. Exactly. And so you've got it. It's using that creative part of your brain, which is not absolute. Exactly. So, exactly. And, that, and that's harder for some people than others, but we all have the ability. It's a matter of tapping into it. So yeah. This was a great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. I think the overlap between the two and using the analogies and the examples can really resonate and help people. And that's the whole idea is to really help people because I hear all the time how stumped people get with this. And so I wanted to really alleviate that some more and have a conversation with you because I think you're a really good person to talk to about it. We have a very similar philosophy that I think could help people just feel just more down to earth about it and like not so intimidated by it is the big thing. hundred percent agree. I've enjoyed this conversation. Just block really that creative mechanism even further, you know? Yeah, it, it, it certainly does. It certainly feels like you have to be in a box that's not, maybe not even a box you want to be in. So, yeah. Right. Allow exactly. yourself to play. Permission to play. I feel like that's the theme of the show. <laughs> exactly. So we'll close the show if there's any further advice you have, but we've covered a lot. But if you want to list your platforms and websites, we'll put it all in the show notes with links. You also, I want to mention, you have a digital course. If you want to let the audience know about your digital courses as well as your other services, that'd be great. Yeah. So you can find me pretty much anywhere. Kate Taylor Stylist is my, that's my Instagram handle. That's my website. Kate Taylor Stylist on all the things. So it's pretty easy. If you type in Kate Taylor Stylist to Google, it will take you there as well. But yeah, we we do one-on-one fashion styling. So if you're looking to be styled or get some support around that, I would just say, check out my website. There's a couple tabs there that you can just check out how I do that. And if yep. you are in the style world, if you are someone who is looking to become a fashion stylist or grow their fashion styling business, I would also check out my website and go to more of the school side where you see the different courses that I offer. The biggest thing we're doing right now that I'm obsessed with is we have a membership for fashion stylists. It is like the exclusive membership that's got resources and monthly trainings and all the things and community. It's wonderful. It's called Stylist Society. So definitely check that out if you are a stylist and looking for some more support, resources, and connection. That's great. I love that, Kate. Yeah. And again, I really appreciate you coming on. I think this is going to be a great episode to help everybody out. Yeah. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for having me. Yeah, me too. All right. I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye. It just so happens I have a brand new freebie that you are not going to want to miss. It is find your interior design style, and it is a little quiz just for you so that you can define your interior design style with what I call my down to earth method. It's a quiz that you can take so that you can start decorating your dream home right away. What I want to call the easy way. It doesn't have to be complicated. If you've ever searched for the words to describe your ideal home design aesthetic, you can find your answer right here. Because the truth is, very few people are all in on one style. What makes you and your home comfortable, unique, and inviting is your personal style, which is likely a combination of multiple style types. It's easy to get caught up in the trends and the buzzwords, and this quiz helps you very quickly simplify it so you can make your own style just that, yours, and who knows, maybe you will be a trendsetter. But if you want to discover your style combination and then get my hot take on cultivating your down-to-earth style, one that is unique just to you, and how to find and implement the design and decor you love in your home, this is for you. All you have to do is go to my website, jillcalmaninteriors.com slash quiz, and you can begin to take it. 
you like what you're hearing on Welcome Home to the Suburbs, I would be so appreciative if you would support the show. The best way to support the show is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I would be so appreciative, and I hope you will leave us a review. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.